Thank you, Lord. Why don't you take a seat just a moment? I want us to continue to prepare our hearts for prayer this morning. What a better time for us to begin to lift up the hurting families in Texas and Louisiana. I'm going to have the ushers pass out a sheet to you this morning with some scriptures on it. May you know we've got a, a mandate from the king, the president of our nation. You know, when we may not, we our king is King Jesus, right? But those leaders that are in authority over us is, have called together the church to pray. How many of you know that this morning there is churches linked together throughout this nation that is all of a sudden lifting up in prayer the state of uh, the state of Texas and the state of Louisiana i want us to just to to continue in this form of prayer this morning i want to read to you a um, proclamation that was given um, the other day about us coming together for a, a national day of prayer. How many of you know that, um, that our nation was founded on the Word of God? Our nation is all about the Word of God. I want to read this proclamation because I believe that the heavens are beginning to open up. This morning as I was praying and I could see l- people linked together arm in arm. And it stretched across from one state to the next state to the next state to the next state. And it was like the unity within the church in this hour, this time of prayer. Of course, we're in the, the, the central time zone. But how many of you know that there's some in the, in the east that are praying right now? There's some in, in the Pacific that are praying right now. There's some in the mountain time zone that are praying right now. Listen to this proclamation that was given from the White House and the Office of the Press Secretary for immediate release that was on September the 1st. Said President Donald J. Trump proclaimed September 3rd, 2017 as a national day of prayer for the victims of Hurricane Harvey and for our national response and recovery efforts. The national day of prayer is for the victims of Hurricane Harvey and for the national response and recovery efforts by the President of the United States. A proclamation was given. The President read this. Hurricane Harvey first made landfall as a Category 4 storm near Rockport, Texas, on the evening of August 25, 2017. The storm has since devastated communities in both Texas and Louisiana claiming many lives, inflicting countless injuries, destroying or damaging tens of thousands of homes and causing billions of dollars in damage. The entire nation grieves with Texas and Louisiana. We are deeply grateful for those performing acts of service and we pray for healing and comfort for those in need. Americans have always come to the aid of their fellow countrymen. Friend helping friend, neighbor helping neighbor, stranger helping stranger. And we vow to do so in the response to Hurricane Harvey. From the beginning of our nation, Americans have joined together in prayer during times of great need to ask God's blessing and his guidance. This tradition dates back to June 12, 1775, when the Continental Congress proclaimed a day of prayer following the battles of Lexington and Concord, and April 30, 1789, when President George Washington, during the nation's first presidential inauguration, asked Americans to pray for God's protection and favor. When we look across Texas and Louisiana, we see the American spirit of service embodied by countless men and women. Brave first responders have rescued those stranded and drowning cars and rising waters. Families have given food and shelter to those in need. Houses of worship have organized efforts to clean up communities and repair damaged homes. Individuals of every background are striving for the same goal to aid and comfort people facing devastating losses. 
As Americans, we know that no challenge is too great for us to overcome. As response and recovery efforts continue and the Americans provide the much-needed relief to the people of Texas and Louisiana, we are reminded of the Scripture's promise that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Milani and I are grateful to everyone devoting time, effort, and resources to the ongoing response, recovery, and rebuilding efforts. We invite all Americans to join us as we continue to pray for those that have lost family members or friends and for those that are suffering in this time of crisis. Now, therefore, I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, do hereby proclaim September 3rd, 2017 as the national, as a national day of prayer for the victims of the Hurricane Harvey and our national response and recovery efforts. We give thanks for the generosity and goodness for all those who have responded to the needs of their fellow Americans. I urge Americans of all faiths and religious traditions and backgrounds to offer prayers today to those harmed by Hurricane Harvey, including people who have lost family members, been injured, those who have lost homes or other property, and our first responders, law enforcement officers, military personnel, medical professionals leading the response and recovery effort. Each of us in our own way may call upon our God for strength and comfort during this difficult time. I call on all Americans and houses of worship throughout the nation to join in one voice of prayer as we speak to uplift one another and assist those suffering from the consequences of this terrible storm. In witness thereof, I hereunto set my hand this first day of September in the year of our Lord, 2017, and the independence of the United States of America, the 242nd, and he signed it, Donald J. Trump. So this morning as we're joining together other churches across this nation, I believe that there are windows of heaven that are being opened up. I don't know about you, but this morning I woke up with a sense of anticipation and excitement. And the more I began to start thinking about, there's been over 45 deaths. The waters are receding and now they're beginning to unveil unveil that what was left. So they may find even more as the waters recede. And I know that... The state of Texas, I joke with our Texas brothers and sisters that we call that, you know, South Oklahoma. But we have a special bond for the state of Texas. We, as in Oklahoma, are a servant state. We serve. And how many of you know there was a a servant served the prophet? And Texas is a prophetic state. They're the prophet state. And I'm here to tell you today that God did not cause this flooding, but God will take this and turn it for our good and for the good of this nation. As the waters recede, I believe that we're going to see a prophetic symbol that God is ready to send his glory into the earth that we've sung about this morning. So there's some of you here today that have some friends and family members maybe in Texas that if you would, we just want to get a, a first-hand update of what you know and what's going on. I know, Richard, come on up. I know that your family, they actually moved here from Houston um, many years ago. And I want you just to share kind of what you know and what you've heard about and what's on your heart. The um, area that we're talking about, just picture in your mind, Oklahoma City, Midwest City, Dell City, Norman, Moore, all that surrounding area. Plunk it down where Houston sits right now inside of Beltway 8. That's how large of an area we're talking about with thousands of homes gone, flooded. But the scope of that is nothing compared to what we have seen Georgina and I have been in touch with our family down there. All of our family members are okay. Right now, as it stands, no one um, has lost their home, but all their neighborhoods have been flooded. 
water came right up to their doorstep and they're not going to be able to get back into their neighborhoods for a while. One of the concerns that has come up is something that you may not have been hearing about on the news a whole lot, but a lot of the civil engineers and the construction engineers, Houston lives and breathes on the highway. There's 610, 45, 59, I-10, Beltway 8. It lives and breathes off of its infrastructure. And nearly every single one of these highways is an elevated in one shape, form, or fashion throughout its length, thousands and thousands of miles. The engineers don't even want to let anybody back in yet because all these bridges and cloverleafs and overpasses are not safe to drive on. So the only way they're going to be able to get in is by the back streets, by swamp boats, flat bottom boats, bass boats. That's how this rescue is going to take place. So these people, they need our prayers for safety. They need our prayers for strength. They need our prayers for endurance. And, and we have seen, we've been keeping a really close eye on the news, and we have seen things that the, the newscasters don't even know how to describe it in their hearts. Over a hundred police officers and law enforcement officials came from all over the country. But before they set foot into the disaster zone, they gathered together in a circle and prayed. Prayed over each other, prayed over the victims, prayed over the situation. This is the heart that's raising up in that area right now across the country. So that's the heart that we need to have is that these are our brothers and sisters. These are our family because they're they're American citizens there's and and you see these these pictures and these people gathering together they're not asking what religion you are they're not asking what faith you are they're not asking what color you are they're not asking what party you voted for you see pictures of of, of uh, men going in in bass boats and clearing out nursing homes one picture just touched my heart so heavily. This young man carrying this elderly lady, and he's walking through water waist deep. And you can see that with every effort, he's trying everything he can to keep her up out of the water so she doesn't even get wet, so he can get her to a safe zone. So this is the heart that's bringing up, that's coming up in this nation. So when you pray... Keep that scope in your mind of the scope of what we're dealing with. All of Oklahoma City, that entire area, drop it down into three feet of water. Every single home, every street, every highway, every business, every church. That's the scope of what we're up against. But it means nothing against the power of the Lord our God who is raising up an entire nation to show his grace, to show his power, to show his mercy. So all I can say is praise the Lord. Praise him for his mighty grace and his mercy. And just he's showing off. He showed up and he is showing off. Is there anybody else that wants to share of maybe some information that they've had or that they've seen, because some of you may be watching the television and know a little bit more about what's going on. I, I really didn't witness this myself, but I was told it. <clears throat> I don't know what part of Houston it was, but this lady was real crippled, and um, she couldn't get out, and... She began to see her furniture floating, <clears throat> and she stood on the table, you know, as long as she could. And I don't know how the neighbor got in, but her neighbor came over, and she had an air mattress, double air mattress, and they blew that thing up, and they floated on the top of the water as it almost came to the ceiling, and then they were rescued. I, I can't even imagine thinking to do that. But um, that is an amazing thing to me. Anybody else that can 
share what what they've seen, what's what else is going on, or maybe something that Holy Spirit has told you that we need to begin to pray about today also. I want you to come on up and share with us this morning. The people it needs all help. It be safe for this old stone's hit at Texas. All the people need to be, be safe. To Texas, we got a lot of water to face God and put up the shadows and all of my friends. Kevin Salen and Joe and all my families. I thank you, Jesus. I've been hearing a lot of things about Texas. I was born in Algoline, Texas, and everything. Um, I grew up there, and I heard about in Oklahoma. I heard on television. They're sending a lot of buses, carrying buses down there, picking up people and bringing them in Oklahoma to live here. And until when Texas is finally clear up down there, they're sending them back and help them and missionaries and people from churches and all, uh, helping them rebuild the churches and everything. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? I want to direct your attention to the handout that they've given you. Because as we pray this morning, first of all, we've got faith to arise. As we pray this morning, we got to believe that we receive. When we pray this morning, you've got to know what the Word of God says. So in John fifteen seven, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. John fifteen sixteen says, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, and that your fruit would remain. So whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15 says this is a confidence that we have before him that if we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we asked from him. I believe that God is going to hear the churches cry out this morning. I believe he's going to hear your prayers this morning. And I want you to know that some of you may have come in and said, I need prayer. When you begin to pray for somebody else, you'll begin to watch God move in your own situation. When you begin to pray for others and intercede for others, you'll begin to watch God move in your situation. Is it an important job to pray? Is it? Is it an important job? Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and the Scripture says he's ever interceding On our behalf. So if Jesus is praying, what an important thing for us to pray. Philippians 2 4 says, Do not merely look at the outward, excuse me, look out for your own personal interests, but also the interests of others. So the Word of God really tells us and shares with us that we are to be praying for others. Psalms 9 9, the Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed a stronghold in times of trouble. Look up just a moment. The the scripture that talks about a stronghold, a stronghold is what in the Greek is a fortified area. A stronghold in the Greek could be like, uh, have you ever seen the movies where they have the castle and it sits on top of the hill and even some of the video games are trying to go in and break in and the armies break into that stronghold That's a stronghold that the Lord has for us. There can be good strongholds and there can be bad strongholds. He wants us to tear down those bad strongholds, but he wants us to be able to understand 
that the Lord is our stronghold in times of trouble. In other words, he's the safe place we can go to. I really believe that the outpouring of God is going to continue in not only in Texas, but in Louisiana. And I believe that it's time for a revival. I believe it's time for a harvest as we come together. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. If it's stealing, killing and destroying of what's taken place in Texas and Louisiana, it's not God doing that. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and I've come to give it to you more abundantly. So I believe that there's going to be an outpouring of his spirit. Psalms 20, verses 1 through 5, it says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. And I'm going to declare that over your life this morning, that may the Lord answer you in your day of trouble. May the name of God of Jacob set you securely on high. May he send you help from the sanctuary. Wow. We're gathering together today in the sanctuary and we are praying to our Father and that there will be help that will be sent. Sanctuaries all across this nation praying today. And I believe this scripture that there will be help will come from the sanctuary and support from you, Zion. May he remember all your meal offerings and your burnt offerings acceptable, Selah. May he grant you in your heart's desire and fulfill all your counsel. We will sing for joy over your, uh, your victory in the name of our God. We will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. I believe God is hearing us today. I believe heaven is being, if I could say, bombarded. I believe that uh, we're standing in the place that, that God wants us to. It reminds me of Psalms thirty-four, seventeen: the righteous cry. And the Lord hears us. I know that there's been tears. There's been weeping in this nation. We've endured some really difficult things in the, in the past years or even the past generations. And now the Lord is listening to our cry. The scripture says and delivers them out of all of their troubles. Out of all their troubles. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. I'm going to stop right there. And I want to begin to, let's just begin to pray that the Lord is the strength of all those that are going through a difficult time, difficult place. See, a lot of times we're removed from that because we're here. And then you can begin to watch it on television or you can see it on social media and the things that are beginning to happen. And un unfortunately, you may not see the whole story, but there are, like was said today, there are people from different faiths, different different walks of life, different color of skin, different different genders that are, that are saying, you know what, we it's all about helping one another. I heard that say the American spirit, but how many of you know it's a spirit of God, a spirit of cooperation, a spirit of unity that is being released? I want to take a moment and just pray. Father, right now, I thank you that we, you are their strength in time of trouble. God, as we stand in for the people of Texas and Louisiana and especially Houston and all the surrounding areas and as the waters recede and the damage is beginning to, 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 to mount up, God, that you will be their strength, that you'll continue to give the rescuers, you'll continue to get the police and fire and all of the emergency management people that you'll continue to bless and strengthen them. And when they're weak from the battle that's being fought, when they're weak from the fatigue and the hours of working, that you will give them supernatural rest, that you will give them supernatural strength. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Verse 40 says, The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and he saves them because they take refuge in him. And on the back of your sheet, it says, God is our refuge and strength. Very present help in trouble.
very present help in trouble. Debbie, I'm going to ask you, if you will, would you come on up and would you lead as the Lord directs in prayer? He is our refuge and strength. Say this after me. Say, he is my refuge and my strength, my very present help in times of trouble. And there's another version that said in times of need. Would you lead us this morning? Father God, we just thank you and praise you. We thank you that no matter what trouble that we're going through, that you are there to help us. You are there to lift us up and keep us in the palm of your hand. We may go through lots of things. That is true. But you are always there with us. That's what you said. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be with you. No matter what trouble you go through, no matter how bad it gets, you'll be there with us. Whether it's good or bad, you are always with us. We thank you and praise you for being there in our times of trouble. Yeah, what I was thinking about, if you'll give me just a little bit here. Um, Friday, I was, you know, thinking about the superheroes and all. This one little kid had given me a, a book about, and he, uh, he didn't give me a book. He was reading a book about all the superheroes. And I got to thinking, what are the superheroes in our life, you know? And, and I was thinking about the superheroes that they have, the firemen and all. Those are superheroes, but what about our Bible superheroes? And I was thinking about Paul and Silas. This is a time to think about Paul and Silas, the superheroes. They were down in the prison. What did they do? They praised the Lord. That's the super thing. That's a superhero that we need to be looking at and saying, okay, this can be really heavy-duty, heavy-duty stuff. But what when we're in the depths of the worst in the times of trouble, what should be? we should be looking to the superhero, and that's Paul and Silas, our superheroes, praising God, worshiping God. That's the big thing, praise God and worship God. And so if the, anything that we could give to these the victims of saying, what can you do? Praise God, worship God. Praise God and worship God. Psalms 50 verse 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble and I shall rescue you and you will honor me. Psalms 91 verses 1 and 2, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. You are my God in whom I trust. Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Lord, you are Texas and Louisiana's refuge and your fortress. And may they trust in you. God, and I pray for the state of Texas. I pray for all those involved in the in, 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 in this flood, God, but I also pray for Louisiana. And God, I pray that those that are involved, God, will just begin to look to you. Because when they look up, they say, here comes the Lord and here comes my help. Father, we know that the, 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 the damage is high and the numbers are costly. We may not even know or understand if they even have insurance to cover some of those things. But God, let them turn away from from situations and circumstances and the weariness of the fight that they're in and in, in things of the destruction and the hurt and the pain. And let them look to you, God, because you are their fortress. You, Lord God, are their refuge. Let them trust in you. Let them trust in you. Psalms 145.19 says, He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and he will save them. He will call upon me and I will answer him. God, let, uh, let everyone in this nation, let everyone in this world begin to call upon you right now. Call upon you. When we call upon you, you said that you will answer us, God. That you answer us and we're calling upon you, God. 
We're calling upon you for a revival in the land, a revival in the United States, a revival in Texas, a revival in Louisiana, a revival in Oklahoma, a revival in Woodward. God, we call upon you. That God, through the midst of this tragedy, through the midst of this pain, we begin to see the unity come together. We see churches come together. We've seen people of faith and even people of not faith working together. And it didn't matter and doesn't matter where they came from or what side of the tracks they lived on or what's going on within their house financially, God. But it's a matter of the human spirit, the spirit of the living God beginning to move on the hearts of your people and unity coming again. Just begin to pray and intercede for Texas right now. Just begin to pray and intercede for Texas right now. What is it that's on your heart that you just want to lift up for the Lord? Just begin to, the, the images and the pictures of, of the boats that were heading down, of the people that were going there, of the ministries that are being launched forth to be able to do that, uh, helping you being the hands and the feet of Jesus. Just begin to lift that up to the Lord this morning. Just begin to lift that up for the Lord this morning. We're just going to continue in a time of prayer. The worship team's just going to sing and you join them. And let's just begin to worship the Lord. Let's just begin to worship him. He says, with long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. The salvation of God. Let's just begin to worship the Lord this morning. into a time of praise and worship remember what praise and worship does the atmosphere change that takes place through praise and worship one of the images that we saw someone was taping inside of a shelter everybody's head was hanging down they were just demoralized and this dear sweet lady stood up she sings in her choir and she just started belting out praise and worship And you saw people all across that shelter. They lifted up their heads. They lifted up their faces. They started praying. They were crying, but not crying over their loss. They were crying and weeping because the presence of the Lord entered into that place. They were all raising their hands and praising and worshiping together. Watch for that atmosphere change and dive into it. Let the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails, the anchor in my waves. Oh, he is my king of my heart is the name of the song. King of my heart, be the fire inside my I'm gonna 
up the church because you know in times of in times of trouble people look to the church and there's already been criticism that Joel Osteen didn't do what they thought he should do and, and you know it's time it's times like this that the goodness of, of God is revealed through the church so let's just pray for the church that they will operate in the wisdom of God. They will operate in the goodness of God. That they will be a light shining on a hill. Amen. This is a time. The time of crisis is when people come to God. When people come to Jesus. When people come to see the love of God. So let's just lift up the church. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your church. We thank you for your body, Lord. We just ask that you would put a urgency on the inside of them, especially those who are um, around the Houston area, Father, that you would just unite them together, denomination, different denominations, Lord, that they would come together in the name of Jesus, and they would be a light, a bright light shining in a dark place, Lord, that, that you would provide for them so they could reach out, Lord, we just speak provision to them, we speak wisdom to them, we speak hope and grace to be able to do what you've called them to do. And we thank you, Lord. We just bind the spirit of Antichrist that would try to come through the media to, to talk bad about the church. We just bind that in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that this is a time where your church will shine. Your church will shine with the love of God, God, and bring people into you, Lord. The people who don't know you, Father. Not only, Lord, will their physical lives be saved, but their spiritual lives would be saved, Father. We just cause life. We speak life over the city of Houston, Father. We speak a, a, a love of God to rain down, Father. This, this, the, the physical rain has come, and Lord, we've, they've had too much of it, but we just know that they cannot have too much of spiritual rain. They can't have too much, Lord. Cause the spiritual rain to come. Cause the spiritual rain to come, that there would be an awesome revival. Lord, I pray for Sharon, for Darren and Sheila Begley who live in Houston. Lord, I thank you that you will use them in a mighty way. We speak provision over them. We speak, Father, that you would cause their ministry to grow in this time, Lord. Not for them, but for your kingdom. Lord, we just thank you for using the mighty men and women of God in the Houston area, Father, to bring in people for your kingdom, Lord. What the devil meant to destroy a city, God, you will raise it up. You will raise it up and cause it to be a light for the United States of America. You will cause it to be a testimony of what God can do, what God can bring out of the darkness. God can cause good and awesome things to come out of it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship the Lord this morning. Let's begin to lift up Texas. Let's begin to lift those situations and circumstances. Let's just worship the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let. Come on, sing it out. this time right now to give you the opportunity to come and give bring your tithe your offerings your bountiful and we want to give you this opportunity to out of your heart let's reach out to houston we have a family down there that darren and sheila begley their church we're going to get in touch with them we're going to get some relief funds to them if god places something on your heart to give to them bring it forward put it in and we'll make sure it, it gets to them and we want to give you the opportunity also 
for the Africa trip for Bobby Gaynor that can continue to give into that and to fund that so that we can see that area change, see that city and that state and that nation change because of what we do. But we can make a difference. Don't don't look at the amount. Do it from an open heart. Bring your tithe. Bring your offering. Bring your bountiful. Bring your love gifts for Houston. Bring your love gift for Bobby to go to Africa. And if you've filled out the uh, card back here for uh, Pastor Linda's class that was starting on the 17th, throw that in the offering too so we can get that in, in there. But just take a few moments, prepare your gifts, and then step forward with what the Lord places on your heart. We've read over his word again and again and again. His provision and his watching over us is just unfathomable. It's a thousandfold what you bring with trust in your heart that he's going to bring back. So, Father, right now we thank you for the opportunity to give. We thank you for the ability to give. We ask, Lord God, that you would have every dime, every penny, every dollar, Lord, multiply it and let us put it in that proper place. Bless the funds going to Houston. Bless the funds going to Bobby and all these, Lord God. Return it unto these families so that your kingdom will have that much more to give when we come together again next time. Because we know that's the kind of God you are. The multiplier, the the one who gives us seed, the one who gives us the harvest. You are our Father. And we thank you in Jesus' name. God's just reminding me today, he says, what are you focused on? He also says, be careful what you're focused on. Um, We can get caught up in the media. We can get caught up with the news. We can get caught up with what's going on. But uh, if we focus on those things and we focus on the circumstances and we focus on the the media, God becomes smaller. Uh, But when we focus on God... The circumstances and the media and all of that starts to dissipate. It starts to shrink in our lives. So we need to be careful who we're focused on today, okay? So praise God and focus on him today. Come on, let's just worship the Lord. Let's just worship him. As we're worshiping him with our giving, just give your hearts to him. Just begin to lift him up this morning. Just begin to lift him up this morning. I want to share with you another scripture on your handout. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Say strong tower. It says the righteous run into it and is safe. So this is where the righteous run. We run. We run into the Lord because he is our strong tower. Let's just begin to worship him this morning. Let's begin to praise him. You know, there's some that are working. They need our praise today. They need our worship today as we worship the Lord that he releases strength upon their lives right now. And we just thank you for that, Lord. You are our strong tower. You are our strong tower. We run. You see yourself running into the things of the Lord. You see yourself running into him. Don't run away, but run into him for all things right now. Let's just praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah.
Also for the um, for the governmental officials that are dealing with this on the higher level, the management of this side. But first, um, I just saw in my news feed, President Trump has asked Congress for $7.85 billion to help out with this relief effort. Um, earlier this week, I saw a report that early estimates were putting this storm's total damage at around $80 billion recovery. Uh, some of that money is going to come from state. Some of that money is going to come from insurance companies. Some of that money is going to come from personal savings. Some of that money is going to come from the federal government. Um, we need to be praying for good minds to control that money, that the recovery money is well spent, that none of it's wasted. Along those lines, too, earlier this week I was listening to a radio show where they were interviewing the the former mayor of Baton Rouge, and he was talking about what he went through after Katrina and Rita. And he said that – the one statement that he said that stuck with me was there were so many decisions that he had to make, so many people that, that he had to manage, situations that he had to manage. Um, and like the population of Baton Rouge doubled over the course of four days that – if they made a bad decision, they didn't have time to try to go back and fix it and manage it. They had to make a new decision and continue mo moving to make new decisions because there wasn't time to go back and fix anything. It was make a decision, try to fix it, move on because there was no time because they were dealing with so many things. And what do we know from Romans 13? That governmental officials – have delegated authority from God the Father. They are there because God put them there. And I believe we need to pray that the Spirit of God, that they are receptive to the Spirit of God, and that they, the Spirit of God lays on them heavily so that they can make the decisions correct. Because in their hands, they can make decisions that either impact for life or impact for death that will lead to people having a hot meal or a food shipment goes to the wrong place and you have people that miss that hot meal. So, Lord God, we, raise, uh, we lift up all of the these governmental officials, whether they're commissioners, emergency managers, mayors, their mayoral teams, if we're talking about governors, if we're talking about county supervisors, Lord God, we raise up all of these people to you. Lord God, that you put them in this place for this moment, that every single one of these people are there because you wanted them there directly. They were voted in or they were appointed by the people, but you delegated your authority to them to take care of the people under their purview. So, Lord God, we ask that every single one of them have a soft heart for the people that are underneath, uh, that underneath them, that are people that they manage, that are finances, that are infrastructure that they manage, that, Lord God, that they have a soft heart. And, Lord God, we ask that their hearts also be susceptible to the Holy Spirit because we know that every decision 
that they make, that every decision every person makes needs to be a wise decision. And you are the Lord of wisdom. You are the Father that gives us wisdom. And so, Lord, we ask for wisdom, Holy Spirit wisdom, loving Father wisdom, brotherly love and wisdom, soft hearts and wisdom for all of these people, all of these people in uh, in governmental positions. And, Lord God, we raise up this massive number of $80 billion or $7.85 billion, unfathomable amounts of money that will it will take to resolve the situation and it may take years to resolve the situation but Lord God those years are in your hand that money is in your hand and Lord God we ask for all those managers of those funds whether we're talking about people with their savings or we're talking about insurance companies or we're talking about government officials or we're talking about Congress Lord God we ask for soft hearts and respect for the people that this money is going to. Lord God, we ask for planet wisdom for this situation. You know exactly where this money needs to go. You know where the people needs to go. You know where the where wisdom in exceptional circumstances is needed. Lord God, we trust you that you are the God of wisdom and that you are compassionate that you are a God of loving kindness. And Lord God, we trust and put this situation in your hands because you and no other can make the decisions correctly and have those decisions and that wisdom sit correctly on the shoulders of those that you've delegated your authority to, those that are in governmental and management positions. So Lord God, We trust you and we ask for that favor, that Holy Spirit wisdom, that Holy Spirit power for all those in government and all those in management of the situation. I'm going to read real briefly from Psalm 94. If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the abode of silence. If I should say my foot has slept, your loving kindness, O Lord, will hold me up. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. Can a throne of destruction be allied with you? There we go. One which devises mischief by decree... They band themselves together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has been my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. On your handout, Habakkuk 3.19 says, The Lord God is my strength. He has made me like hinds feet, makes me walk on high places. Isaiah 41 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Look at this. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. (laughs) He was talking to Israel at that time, but I think that's a, a fitting scripture for today. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And Romans eight twenty eight says, We know that, that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. I want us to continue to pray today. And, and, and I don't want us to, uh, don't forget this afternoon to continue to pray. Pray in the spirit. Pray in all occasions. Pray on the things that are going on in this holiday time. Shelly, would you come and would you also pray? Thank you, Father. You know, as I um, take all this in of what's happened, it reminds me of whenever we had the tornado come through and, you know, it looks so tiny compared to what they're facing. But when you're right in the middle of the turmoil, it is huge. And all the houses that were destroyed here, you know, we were in the middle of it with... Pastor Sean and Jody's house, and 
And and I think it, my heart just goes out to all the people that have lost a loved one, that have lost their home or business. And we're 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 far from it. And even in Woodward when it happened here, you know, you could go over a block or two and they weren't they weren't touched by it. And so life goes on went on as normal for some of them, but there are thousands upon thousands of people that life is not going on as normal. But in in miles away, it, it probably is, and it doesn't feel as tough. So I just I want to lift up those families that I know we we touched on those scriptures, but those that are in such deep despair that they don't have businesses to support their family. They don't know how they're going to feed their family. They don't know what's going to take place. They they didn't, you know, some of the places were not in flood zones, so they didn't have flood insurance. And they are they're facing one of the toughest times of their lives. And they're just as Tatum was saying that we pray that they those that don't know Jesus, that they will come to know him and that revival fires will be lighted and ignited there. But this is what we know and what we have to pray against is in that despair comes hopelessness and and comes depression. And and that's what we got to stand in. And as a body of Christ, even on this national day of prayer for this, that we continue to lift up these families, that they don't get so down that they give up on life. So we do have to release the Zoe of life into them so they can look to the Father and know that it looks very dark, but God. So just just pray with me. Pray in the Spirit. Pray, pray in English. Whatever you want to do, is just pray and lift up those families right now. So, Father, we... We pray for every family that um, has been affected with either their homes being flooded or their loved ones' homes being flooded, where the families that have lost their loved ones, that one, one day everything's fine, then the next day they, they lost their... their I, Father, I just remember the one that his... He was a police officer, and his wife was like, please don't go into work. And he didn't come home. And, Father, how many more of almost 50 families that touch thousands of people. And Father, we just release your love to be so poured out upon what's taken place in Houston and Louisiana. And Father, we pray, Father, that your comfort would be upon those families. Lord, we pray that they would, if they don't know you, that they would come to know you, that they would accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that in the middle middle of all this heartbreak and devastation, that they will know who to run to. Lord, we thank you for all the, the pastors and all the churches there that are going to be out and sharing the love of God. We thank you for every one of them that are trying to help in their way. And we support the pastors and we support the churches. And and we thank you, Father, that they're going to be sharing your love everywhere they go. It could be with a prayer. It could could be with food. It could be with diapers and and supplies and medications and whatever they've got in their hands to be able to distribute. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your peace that passes all understanding. Be released upon all of these families that are facing such a huge devastation in their lives for their businesses, their houses, everything that totally looks different today. And Lord, we thank you that you are their strength and strong tower, their ever-present help in their time of need. Lord, I thank you that you be exalted, that in the middle of all of this devastation, God, we thank you, Father, that you are an amazing, loving Father. And you are there to embrace each and every one of them, to release your strength upon them, to release your love upon them, to release your comfort upon them. Lord, not just emotional strength, but physical strength. And we thank you, Father, that out of the ashes, you're going to raise them up. 
and things will look different and the sun will shine. And Lord, I thank you for your encouragement being released upon all these families in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Why don't you guys stand today? You know, back in 2012 and the tornado hit, I was thinking about, Bryce, I was thinking about how your world changed very quickly as mine did. Um, and the decisions you had to make through the leadership. And it's difficult. And I thank you, Robert, for praying for the leaders and what they need to do and how they need to do it. Let's stop second-guessing people. Let's just start first-guessing God. Amen? Let's just say, God, you're it, and we trust you, and let's just begin to trust him. But today, as you've prayed for those in Texas and Louisiana and the families that are hurting, I want us, Shelly and I, we're going to pray for you. Will you let us pray for you today? I'm I'm just going to ask you just to bow your head and close your eyes and, and put your hand upon your heart today and and, and we just, we're just going to declare a blessing over your life today. And we've been interceding and we've been uh, standing in the gap. We've been declaring some things and we've been decreeing some things. And we've been reading the scripture and we've been talking about how great God is and how he's your strong tower and how he's mighty and that we need to run to him and that we need to cry out to him. And there's some desires that you guys have in each and every one of your hearts. There's some needs that each and every one of you have. And we're going to talk about God, that he's the, he's the need meter, and he's going to meet those needs. And although we may be displaced, this may not be right in our backyard, but it seems awful for familiar to us, especially here at the church because we were a, a shelter, a site that was, um, that was distributing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of supplies and that there's other churches, there's other uh, uh, shelters that are doing that very same thing. And God, I just speak forth a blessing upon your life as we've prayed for those in Texas and Louisiana. Shelly and I want are praying right now for you. We're asking God to bless you and to strengthen you and to overcome the obstacles that may even be in your life, whether no matter what that obstacle is, that there is the hope of God and that we, we, we are, we are going to begin to release faith, that God is going to begin to release faith. He said, if you, 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 you have faith, as little as a mustard seed, you can begin to speak to those mountains in your life. And I'm telling you, church and Living Word Fellowship and those joining us online, that, that you just begin to start speaking those words of faith. You begin to start looking at those mountains and say, no, you're not having me. You can't have my family. You can't, you're, you're going to have to move out of the way. Somebody's going to move and it's going to have to be you because I am moving forward. We declare in your life that you are moving forward in the things of God. We declare that it is a new season. It's a new time, it's a new era, that things are becoming fresh, and that we declare that God touches you with a fresh and a new. Now just lift your hand to the Lord this morning. We declare a fresh touch from God today upon your life in the name of Jesus. We declare a fresh touch from God today, right now, in your life in the name of Jesus. A fresh touch, a fresh touch, a fresh touch of the Lord, a fresh touch of Jesus, a fresh view of his mercy. A fresh, a fresh anointing upon your lives, a fresh wisdom upon your lives, a fresh revelation upon your life. I declare a fresh joy even coming upon your lives today. We declare that so in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. I want to thank you guys for being part of the na- a National Day of Prayer. And let's continue this day forth, going forth in his power and his might. Before you dismiss today, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come. We can help you meet him. If today, maybe if you're, if you're just down and you just want prayer, we got prayer teams that will pray for you. Today, if you just need a word of encouragement, you take this with you and go forth in his power and his might today. We bless you. We send you forth with God's grace and his mercy and his goodness upon your life. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord. God bless.